Hey, you are not tuned in with King Legend Talks. The most influential groundbreaking podcast of the year. Featuring some of the dopest celebrities and influencers in the world. This is, this is Fat Joe. My name is Rich the Kid. Hey there, y'all. It's your girl Cardi B. It's Kendrick Lamar. I'm young. Some people call me Metro Boo Boo, man. King Legend always asks the questions that inspire and motivate others to follow their dreams. By learning from each other, together we can make a difference. It's drastically changed my life. So turn the volume up, turn up. and tell a friend to tune in. It's about to go down in the Going down, man. It's your host all the way from VA, the one and only King Legend. The one and only King Legend. On King Legend Talks. How you doing today? Good. How about you? Um, actually, the connection is crystal clear. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I like. That's what's you know, up. AT&T. Shout out to AT&T. Even though they stressed me out today, I don't know what they had going on with their service, but... They got it fixed. We got it fixed. We're all good to go. First of all, how you been doing, man? Is everything good? I've been good. I've been working, working. Absolutely. Hard. I see you, man. You you just taking over social media right now. Got to clap it up for yourself, y'all. You got to clap it up. You're doing your thing out there and definitely making noise in the neighborhood. So I got to get down. I said, I saw you on social media. I was like, look, this dude is mad funny. I looked at your videos. I say, okay, like button. All right, I scroll up to the next video, like button. I scroll up to the next video, like button. I say, this dude is straight up hilarious. So I got to get down to the bottom of it. Got to learn a little bit more about who you are, introduce yourself to the crowd. So let everyone know who you are for the people that might not know you. So I am, and I, well, yeah, I'm Antonio, but I go by Hey Tony TV. Um, I'm your favorite administrator, your favorite girl in high school, your favorite coach, your favorite customer at target macy's whatever rest uh place you worked in retail um and i'm funny as hell (laughs) absolutely i couldn't wait to do this interview with you today um so let's talk about your your journey as a comedian so far so like what was the inspiration behind wanting to become a comedian let's start there the roots well i always wanted to be an entertainer um I didn't necessarily want, I didn't know that I was going to become a comedian. Let me just say that. But I've always had like a a funny personality. I just kind of hated under being shy. But after being under my grandfather, who was like a a radio personality, and then I had an uncle who was a DJ. So I was sitting and watch him mix and master things. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, go to these places with him or my granddad and watch them do this and see how much joy they bring to people. I was like, okay. Right. Like people would always ask me, what do I want to be when I grow up? And I just say an entertainer. Like I ain't ain't fit to be no police officer. I damn sure ain't trying to be no firefighter or no mailman. None of that. I want to be an entertainer. I want to be in this business. Right. Um, So my freshman year of college, I kind of just introduced my, I I decided to let go of the shy shell that I've always had because I was the type of person where you had to know me to know how funny I was. Right. Okay. In college, I was like, okay, let me let go of this because I'm going to be meeting new people and I just want people to know Antonio and and like him for who he is. Mm -hmm. Somebody was like, yo, you are so funny. Like, you should try to take comedy as a career. And I was like, whatever. Like, y'all just saying that just to try to be my friend. But I listened, and I'm so glad I did listen, because, woo, 
We are too. I mean, and that's how it normally happens. I think people with the most talent don't always end up wanting to do what their talent is at. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I ain't trying to be that guy. And then people are like, no, look, you funny. You need to try it. And then you just get out that comfort zone and you go do it. And then you start to you start to make that progress quicker than the next person. You know, I think that's I think that's dope that you made it out of that comfort zone because the way you just explained it was, you know, you kind of shy and you just you just went for it. You know what I'm saying? So how was that transition of breaking that fear, you know, and becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable? Well, I'll, I'll say this. I always thought as goofy as I am and as big as my personality is and was at that time, I always thought being like that goofy was just weird. Like, I, like you know, at that time, being called weird was like an insult. So I was like, okay, well, I don't want to go into high school with everyone thinking I'm like this weirdo, this strange kid that just is like, what the hell is wrong with him? So I, I just kind of hid it under being shy until you got to know me. So yeah. when I college and I let go of that, it felt refreshing and it felt so much better to know that people actually like me because I'm funny and because I'm goofy and, and weird. And I don't even take weird as an insult anymore. To me, it's a compliment. If somebody calls me weird, uh, I'm like, tell me something I don't know. I can't, I can't help but laugh at the comments because every time someone comments, aha, aha, I'm okay. hearing, I'm hearing you. I'm yeah. hearing you every time I see the comment. It's hilarious. Every single time. So now that's kind of like your trademark now. But then again, it's so funny because I think we all can relate to that administrator that sounds just like that. Like mm -hmm. you're you're very accurate with your uh your your version of an administrator, you know, and I and I think that's so cool because that maybe not every grade, but in somebody's lifetime when it comes to going to public school, we can relate to that administrator that you become. Right. Um, and, and you you hit it on the note every single time. So it brings me to my question. Who was this administrator that influenced you and inspired you? Who are you replicating at this point? I'm curious. Definitely my high school administrator, Miss Battle and Miss Royster, because I would hear stories about I didn't have Miss Royster as an administrator, but my family had her, my cousins, my brothers. Um, so mm -hmm. I would always hear stories about this lady and I would see her from time to time going to like basketball games or going to school and she would be out there regulating the traffic and all of that stuff. But I had my own and her name was Miss Battle. Okay. And, whew, <laughs> I was a handful. I was one of those students that, you know, in high school, you're just trying to figure out where you fit in and who you want to be around. And at that time, I was one of those people that was like, okay, well, I want to hang around all the badass kids. Mm -hmm. I, was bad. I felt like being bad is how you get your notoriety, your popularity. True. Well, I would always sit in the administrator's office. I would always get sent out of class. And then she would see me skipping. She would catch me skipping. She would just, she eventually got tired of me. <laughs> but, so she saw you in the hall so many times that she would just yell at you and it just stuck yeah. with you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm a very observant person. Like one thing I do is observe and I always keep and take notes. And so mm -hmm. when I created this character, I was like, okay, everything that I've witnessed this woman do, or I've heard about the previous principal do, I'm going to embody this in this character. And mm -hmm. that's how it kind of came about. I didn't know that 
almost all across the world, the same administrator is in like a thousand different schools. Right. That's that's amazing to me. So is Quarter Brick High a real place? Let's start no. there. Hell it's no. It's not. <laughs> I was like, who going to name their school hey, Quarter Brick High? Erica, they're going to name a school Quarter Brick High. <laughs> that is hilarious. So what, what made you come up with the name Quarter Brick High? I just, I'm so used to like watching In Living Color, like the Waynes Brothers and a lot of like black comedians. And mm -hmm. um. I see how sometimes when they create their own little world or their own little universe, they always give the school or the town or something like a crazy name. So right. I'm, how can I have this school stand out from literally every school, just give it a, a crazy ass name that nobody would ever expect. And right. then High just came up to my mind and I was like, okay, well, we're going to see how this pans out. And everybody, so, an alumni or a student at Quarterbrick High. So it worked so, out. I'm sorry. In your mind, paint a picture for us. What kind of environment or school uh, district would Quarter Brick, Brick High be? Quarter Brick High would be that high school that's in the hood. Like, if you walk out and look to your left, you see the projects or the trap house. <laughs> um, it is definitely a black school, but with white students or a mixed race of students, but predominantly black. Yeah. Um, um, Kind of, I wouldn't say run down. I'd say a little old, just a little old. With um, some bricks, the real bricks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one of those, because that's the kind of school I went to before we transferred to our, our newer school that was in the nice white suburbs. Mm -hmm. My high school was smack dab right in the middle of the hood. Like if somebody rode past our school blasting trap music, the windows would, would rattle so yeah yeah that's, that's in the hood so, so i'm i'm used to that and i was like okay well this is what i'm used to how about i create it you know and that's what i kind of see quarter brick high as it's like one of those schools that just is like slap like right in the middle of the hood and mm -hmm. you know somebody ride past thumping some jeezy at the highest volume the the classroom windows are going to rattle absolutely <laughs> So that makes me think, you know, you're taking me back to school now. So, like, when I was in middle school, a popular book series was the Bluford series. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of the, the kids that, that wasn't really into reading and things of that nature, when they, when they had to read, they went and got a Bluford series book because it kind of took them back to it felt like a movie you were reading, you know. And so in that in that book series, you know, it was a school in the book. What, what makes me think about, about Quarter Brick High. So if you had to write a book or a quick story, just mm. make just on a fly, just real quick on a fly, just make me a quick story about a a tale from Quarter Brick High. Ah, okay, a tale from Quarter Brick High. Let's see. The head principal is retiring, and the assistant principal is becoming the new principal of Quarter Brick High. So she's trying to clean up everything that the existing principal did not do okay um, that's make the school a better place um eliminate bullying and all of that good stuff but you know when you have a school in the hood you can take the students out the hood but you can't take the hood out the students mm -hmm. at all trust me right i, <laughs> I was one of them <laughs> yeah so so basically you know we got this this um uh, hero so to speak that want to save the students 
mm-hmm. and the students, and they just got the hood in them. They're bringing the hood with them to school, and, you know, you got this job, and now I see this administrator in the hallway, and that's you, and you yelling at a student in the cafeteria. What's the first thing you see? Where are you supposed to be? You know, they love that question. Where are you supposed to be? Like, yeah. You know, if I'm in the cafeteria, well, no, I can't say that because I was, we had four lunches and I was in mm-hmm. every lunch every day. <laughs> so you made it to every lunch and you, and you skipped class? I sure did. I sure yeah, did. that's a real student right there. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we always at lunch, but class, we all have to uh, make a rain check. You know what I'm saying? We'll come I'll, back to class later. Give me a hall pass you don't expect me to come back on time. You know, they used to try to give us like a time limit. Like, well, you got five minutes, 10 minutes to go to the bathroom. I'm coming back to class when I want to come to class. Right. If my homeboys is in fourth lunch and I have first lunch, I'm going to chill with them in fourth lunch. And exactly. I used to get, right? <laughs> and get sent out of class. And you know, I- it's funny. It's funny because I haven't really thought about like, you know, public school in a while. You know what I'm saying? Middle school, high school. I haven't thought about that in a while. So you making me think about times where I remember that we every school got this that one student that comes to school every day, but is never in the classroom ever. Like you can catch them every time you go on a bathroom break, every time you just leave the class, you can catch this student, but you never will find them in class. Mm-mm. Now at my school, we had a student like that. I ain't gonna say no names, okay. Don't put nobody on blast. I ain't gonna put nobody on blast, but I will say my graduating year, our class was so small, like as far as graduating students, mm-hmm. that guy that never went to class graduated. And hey. when he walked across the stage, everyone was like, How? He never was in class. It's amazing how that like you it, what really amazes me, what really surprised me. And I'm not good at math at all. And I've always been honest about that. Like, math was always my weakest subject in school. But it would be the dudes that never showed up to class or skipped class or would come to class and be sleep. Yeah. They would come during the, the test, and they make a higher grade than me. And I'm like... That's crazy. But some of those kids be smart, though. Like, you can't put it past them. They be smart. It really surprises me. I'm like, you ain't yeah. come to school on Monday, and I ain't seen you at till today which is friday and we take this test and you get an 85 and i'm sitting over here with a 52 yeah and i'm trying to figure out how to do this shit all week <laughs> and that was real that was real so what's one of the um as a, let's let's backtrack a little bit because you know we could talk about school all day mm-hmm. so so let's talk about what are some of the most challenging things you've had to encounter so far with you pursuing your career um woof. That's a good one. I would say trying to stay consistent. I think consistency is definitely key. But sometimes, like, you know, you see these these uh, influencers or content creators, they can stay consistent and then they kind of lose their flame because they're trying to switch up their formula, which mm-hmm. I don't I, I like to prove all the time that I can switch up my formula and still be out here killing it. Right. But um, you know, staying consistent is probably the hardest thing because it's like, all right, I feel like I done did every scenario in high school. What else can I do? So I right. sit down and think for like hours on what kind of scenario from high school that I haven't done. And that's the hard part about doing skits is because you got to come up with one quick, like the next day. 
It's like, okay, I just got that one yesterday. People want more content today. You know, it, the skits are a little bit different because you got to keep that content coming. Exactly. You know, so when you when you're in the process of thinking about making a new skit, what are some of the things? Like, what's your process? What do you think? So before I ever like dive into it, I write my ideas down. Um, I usually go improv whenever I'm filming. It's like straight improv. It's not a script. There's no one telling me what to say, how to say it, because I film, edit, and do everything myself. Wow. Um, I write it down, and then I establish, okay, is this is this skit going to be taking place in a school setting, or can it take place in the office, which is right here in my house? Or do I need to, like, go to a gym somewhere? Um, and then once I do that, I hit up my, my plugs, because I got mm -hmm. my in the schools and stuff. Oh no, being an admin and everything, of course you got your plugs. I got you. And then from there, I just film it. And it's just like it, everything just comes natural right off the top. Absolutely. That's that's awesome, man. And that's the creative process that you, you just can't teach. You know, so I think sometimes some of that is just talent that you have to have in there, mixed in there with mm -hmm. a strong critical thinking skills. You know, that you learn the school critical thinking. Because yes. you never know what you're going to do. And that improv is the part you can't teach. Yeah. You know, that's on the fly. It's got to come, like, right then and there. Like, I'll finish with one scene and then start on the next scene. And then I'll just, whatever comes to my brain at the time, I just let it out. And that's Man, let me, I'm so sorry. Let me tell you my funniest video. I, I got to tell you, it was the lockdown one. When the schools was locked down. And the administrator going out there, shaking the door, it's crazy. You know, it's funny because you took my mind and, and made me think about a different perspective that I never thought about the entire time I was in school. Like, you know, they'd be like, all right, it's locked down. Everyone got to be underneath the desk or however the school was that you at. You know, and the doors is locked. And then you just waiting. You wait. And then you hear that little pull on the door. Yes. Now, I've never cared enough to think about who was pulling on the door and what they look like doing it until I saw that video. <laughs> and so when I saw the video, I was like, they probably really do be doing that. I, listen, one thing about me, I'm a visualizer. I see things, and when I see it, I bring it to life. And mm -hmm. so I did that skit. I was like, okay, it's been done plenty of times, but you see people just kind of like walk up to the door and shake the door and mm -hmm. walk away from it. How can yeah. I my my formula and make it entirely different than what's already been done. Right. And I wanted to, to have that video just visualize because I'm sure they have so much fun with it, whether they say it or not. I'm, I know the administrators are having fun with that because they get to sh shake oh, us. Oh, yeah. Us. Like we in a lockdown, like somebody coming through the school with an AK, you know, so they get to shake the door and bang on it. And it's and like, show let me show them how they they look on the other side and surprisingly it's very accurate and mm -hmm. i'm known because i'm in the classroom sitting in a dark ass corner with everybody else right and so ha have you ever had administrators just reach out to you like in the dms and like look you had that one right on point just mm -hmm. laughing i can only imagine you know uh because if i was a school administrator i would just be and i'm not one i still crack up at your videos you know just being able to see somebody that does what you do and make it funny, you know, as far as the skit goes. So moving forward in the future, where do you see yourself in the next five years? In the next five years, I definitely want to have my own production company. 
I am inspired by the comedy, just black art in general. And mm -hmm. time when like black comedy was comedy, like it was on TVs, we had movies left and right. Mm -hmm. um, and you just don't see that anymore. You got a few shows, you got a few movies that might pop out. But my issue with, with, with comedy now is like, people feel like they need to rely on the black traumatic experience. Right. Um, and that's true. And I don't, I want my art and I want my comedy to be an escape from reality. Like, you know, when you watch the Parkers or my wife, mm -hmm. it's like real life, but they encounter things that we would never do in real life that make it funny, you know? Yeah. Do a traumatic experience or have a, a, a episode about it. It's like, it's like about 20 seconds longer and it goes back to the comedic value of the show. Mm -hmm. And that you don't really get that and i just want to bring something to my people that feels like an escape from reality and that's what i try to do with my videos it's like you would like it with my customer <laughs> you're not yeah. gonna run into that type of customer but you ain't gonna have a customer with that laugh that's okay? true that's yeah. an escape from reality like people be like oh my gosh that laugh like this is something that happens to me but I ain't never had nobody walk up to me with that laugh. So, you know, mm -hmm. I want to move away from just having everything that is considered black to be traumatic. You know, we need to have something that's just genuinely funny, movies that are just off the wall, crazy, funny as hell, and don't rely on any of that stuff, you know? Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. You know, I feel like, just like you feel, a lot of uh, entertainment nowadays is missing that. Um, the traumatic experience is, is real. It needs to be talked about. But a lot of times people need that escape, you know. And, and, and matter of fact, now that you brought that up, in today's society, I found out, you know, a lot of people don't even watch the news no more. You know, they just turn away from the television because it's just so much negativity on it, you know. Um, we need more of that positive energy in the world. And so I do appreciate you for being a light and doing that for people because, I know when I watch your videos, I'm weak. You know, I send them. I'm sending them to my wife. I'm sending them to people, and they just all laughing. You know, it's it's good vibes, and and to me, that's why people get on social media. You know, they want that. They want that break from reality sometimes. Right. And so, keep doing what you're doing because you definitely is providing an outlet for people to really just laugh. Because one thing about school that I miss the most is the jokes. The good times with people, you know, the that energy, that vibe. Uh -huh. You know, one person tell a joke, the whole class is rolling. You know, you don't see that in the real world when school is out. You right. know, every now and then you do. But, I mean, it's work. It's about getting this money, you know. But when you really in that position where you can really just enjoy school, man, you really don't understand how much that really means until it's gone. Exactly. You know? And, and people used to tell us all the time we in school, hey, when you get older, you ain't going to be able to do this. You're going to have to get you a job. You're going to have to do blah, blah, blah. And you're going to have to earn your living. You know, and that just go in one ear, out the other ear, because we in school, we having fun. And then now that we older and, you know, years out of school, it's like, I miss them days. <laughs> exactly. You know, even the schedule. Filling the test. That's it. That was the only issue we ever had to worry about. Right. You know, I think that's amazing. So I'm big on legacy here on King Legend Talk. So what do you want your legacy to be when people bring up your name and they think about you? 
I want my legacy to be, oh my gosh, this guy was so creative. He was so different, out of the box. I want people to appreciate my art as well as the person, which is why sometimes I stray away from, you know, the Quarter Brick High series to show my fans the real Antonio, you know, because I'm just as goofy as I am in these videos. Yeah. Um, but I, I want people to know that I'm, I'm always humble. I'm going to remain humble and I'm not a stingy person or an ungrateful person. And, you know, with my production company, I want to help produce other comedians and people who want to jump into this thing and, and kind of do it the way I did it. So I definitely want to, my legacy to be to inspire other comedians to just sometimes take risk and, and go a different route than what's already been done. Absolutely. That's super dope. I got, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to end this interview, but I got one question for the administrator. Okay. So I need you to get in your element real quick, get in your administrator's uh, personality. Okay. And I need you to give some advice to that bad ass kid that's thinking about dropping out of school, you know, and, and he just ain't got his priorities straight. I need you to get him straight. All right. So what would you say? Now, why would you drop out of school? Now, why would you do that? I mean, what are you going to do with your life if you drop out of school? You, you can't work at Wendy's forever, baby. That ain't going to pay your bills forever, is it? Hold on, let me put the, is it? Mm-mm. <laughs> Stay in school and get your high school diploma and then go to college and get your degree. Stay in school. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, everyone, that was Hey Tony TV. Listen, I appreciate you so much for stopping by the King Legend Talk. It was an amazing conversation we just had. I I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to seeing more of your content. Um, I just want to see your pro progress. I just want to see you go through the stratosphere. Thank I know you got it in you. I know you're going to make it big. You know, just continue to stay consistent and everything is going to work out. People love you, for real. People thank do. And so just from me to you, thank you for everything that you're doing, you know, on social media and keep up the good work, man. Hey everybody, it's your boy King Legend 757. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this interview. If you're interested in hearing more interviews or conversations just like this, do me a favor, follow the podcast on iHeartRadio or any other platform you may be listening in on. Also, do us another favor and go ahead and tap in on Instagram and hit King Legend 757 in your search bar so that way you can catch these interviews while we do them live with a live audience being you. So I appreciate you again for tapping into the interview and may God bless you and have a great 2021.